Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What is up, Cougar fans? BYU sports are now in full swing. While we had a slow men's basketball week, all those fall sports we put off last year are back. Cross-country, women's and men's volleyball, softball, and baseball are already happening or get going this week. Also, in the bigger sports world, there was a football game this past week, a pretty big one you might have seen, which if you're rooting for former BYU greats in the NFL, it might not have been the outcome that you wanted. Joining the Cougar Tailgate today from the BYU Radio Studios is the producer of BYU Sports Nation and on-air radio personality, Ben Bagley. Ben, what sports have you been watching this week? Well, the beautiful thing right now, Lauren, is the fact that all those spring sports we've got going right now, I mean, that was the curse and the blessing of COVID is we don't have time to rest in the spring because you got everything, whatever you want, both men's, women's, basketball, volleyball, baseball's about to start, softball started, soccer, what else, cross-country, track and field, just keeps going on. So there's a plethora of sports to watch. It's great. <laughs> well, wow. You really are meant for the radio, Ben. How, how do you fit all those sports into BYU Sports Nation as the producer? How do you cover all of those? Don't tell them all, but we can't. We only have an hour every day. It's hard. Is it? No, it's a great thing to do. Is is the fact that I, I'm I'm crunched with that every day. Like, okay, I've got ten headlines here. I've only got time for five. How do we squish everything into the show? At least give everybody a mention because, you know, the funny thing is, and it's not funny. This is a great thing about BYU sports and, and the Olympic sports and the spring sports is they're all really good. I mean, you've got a mm-hmm. bunch of nationally ranked teams going right now. A couple of uh, Two of them are number one in the country. Uh, about four or five top twenty-five teams in the country. They're just really good right now. And so, if you're a Cougar sports fan, time—it's a beautiful time to be a Cougar sports fan. So this past week, BYU basketball, men's basketball, played Gonzaga, and unfortunately, they lost again. Ben, were you were you surprised by the outcome of that game? No, they, I mean you're playing you're playing Alabama in football. I mean, the Zags are that good and that dominant right now. And the future is bright for BYU with Gideon George and Caleb Lohner because those two guys will be here next year. They're young, both raw, learning the game. But they were the two guys on the team who I thought didn't look out of place facing Gonzaga. They looked like they were as athletic and as talented as the Zag players out on the floor. And I saw that, and I'm just like, that's good news for Mark Pope in basketball going forward. Yeah, and you have Alex Barcelo that had 20 points as well. So he's he's kind of the consistent guy game in and game out. So I agree with you. I think uh, I think the future is bright for BYU basketball, but Gonzaga, man, they are so dominant. And I hope they – I hope besides BYU, I hope to see Gonzaga take it this year because they, they've gotten so close in years past, and, and I think they have even more talent than previously. So we'll see what happens there. Then you have women's volleyball, who is five and zero right now. Men's volleyball just swept uh, UCLA after losing to them. Oh man, I know you love volleyball, Ben. What is your favorite thing about the the men and women's team right now? They're good and they're fun to watch. And there's talent uh, across the floor. Watching the women, I and mean, you lose Mary Lake, and, and, and it, the team doesn't lose a beat. They just keep going. They're dangerous. Heather Olmstead's got that thing running like a well-oiled machine. They're a perennial top fifteen team in the country, and it's really, really impressive. Then you flip the page to the other side, and Sean's got Sean. Olmstead's got the men's team the same way. I mean, this was a team that when the COVID break took place was ranked number one in the country and probably odds-on favorite to win the national championship. They brought everybody back, 
and they didn't miss a beat and just getting uh, that time together they might even be better it was it, it was weird after they lost the opener to UCLA everybody's like oh <laughs> and, and, and then they came to the back and they're like, "Oh, just kidding, guys. We we, we probably should have won that one the other night too. But here's what you can expect: we're going to sweep UCLA and and kind of launch forward. And, and you know what? The coaches rewarded them. They didn't slip them in the poll. They stayed at number one. So uh, I, I I love that both those teams are just they are the epitome of excellence in volleyball right now. Also, women's basketball, the team is 13-3 and right now. They just played Pacific, where Shayla Gonzalez led scoring, and Paisley Harding had 14. They both led in scoring with 14 apiece. Those two girls are fantastic. Are they still vlogging, Ben? Do you know that? Do you follow that? I don't follow that, as the kids would say. I'm not. I'm not hip <laughs> on that side. I'm a little past that. But I'll tell you what. I, I did see something on social media. I'll tell you. What, I'm gonna. I'm gonna channel Mark Pope here for just a second. Okay. This Lauren Gustin. Good law, she's an amazing. She, this is she, her ability on the rebounds, where a fifteen rebound night is not out of the question for her, and she's scoring in double digits. She's getting double doubles every single night, but she is a and and, and Lauren. I, I hope this isn't offensive. She is a beast out on the floor. I mean, she is. I, I mean, I mean, Shaley's awesome to watch. Paisley's been just a, a mainstay on this team, but when I started seeing Lauren Gust, I'm just like. Whoa, she's amazing. Like she's she's, she's a on beast. a different level. <laughs> Listen, Ben, from a pure athletic standpoint, I think you can call her a beast. I don't think she's going to be offended by that. I think that's just fine and, and accurate, too. No, she's she's incredible. And also cross-country, the – okay, Ben, here we go. The USTFCCA preseason, men's is number one and women's is number two. What does that stand for? Time out, time out. Let's redo that. USTFCCA. CA, you got to get that other. So there's oh three my, C's in I there. A C. That's the United States Track and Field Cross Country Coaches Association. <laughs> now that's just ridiculous. Come on, could they not have come up with something else a little shorter? No, most I, things are most things are four letters. Are that, they not? That's fun to say though. USTFCCCA. Come on. USTFCCA. I can do that. You, you missed the C like again. Got to get that third C in there. <laughs> USTFCCCA, because it, it just doesn't feel natural. <laughs> anyway, that's that's besides the point. <laughs> Both the men and women's cross-country teams are preseason in that pool. I'm not even going to say it again. And they're number one. So congrats to them. So many good sports happening right now and very talented teams. Let's skip over to a game that already happened on Sunday, Ben, the Super Bowl. <laughs> what were your... What were your thoughts after that game ended? I wanted both teams to lose. Um, as, as, an, as a Las Vegas Raider fan, Raiders. I, I don't like the Kansas City Chiefs as a division rival. And there's a certain member of the BYU radio staff that makes it uh, much harder to like the Chiefs because he's a, a fanatic. You know who you are, Jason Shepard. Uh, <laughs> and then, then there's a longstanding history between the NFL and Tom Brady kind of giving it to the Raiders. And so I don't like that end of it. Uh, I watched it as a football fan. I, I, I wasn't as disappointed in the game as a lot of people were because I thought it was. Well, I thought I really enjoyed what the Buccaneers did from an X's and O's level in, in how they executed. And so I just kind of sat back and watched it as a fan of football. And and I know some people were like, "Oh, it was a boring game," but I, I really enjoyed the game plan that went in from the Tampa Bay standpoint and the the plan that they came up with, and it worked, and it worked greatly for them. And honestly, I'm, I. I'm not a Tom Brady fan, but I was watching it with my 42-year-old brother, and he's like, I love this guy. <laughs> he makes me feel like I can do anything right now. He's almost my age, Lauren. 
that's Ben. Could you go out there and be quarterback no, of an NFL I can't, team? I right can't now? walk across the hall right now, let alone do quarterback <laughs> an NFL game. I can't either, man. So you got to give it to Tom Brady for just that alone. And the man claims that he could play beyond 45. I would like to see that. Hang on. Post Super Bowl with him, though. Did you see the parade the other day, yesterday? Did you see him I throw? I didn't see it. He, he, he's, they're doing a yacht parade. They're out on the water in Tampa Bay. And this guy with the Vince Lombardi trophy throws it from one boat to another. The trophy, <laughs> the Super Bowl trophy from one boat across open oh, water to another. That's how you know you've won the Super Bowl way too many times when you feel comfortable chucking the trophy across open yeah, water. Well, Come get, on, when Tom. You, when you have seven, if one falls in the ocean, oh, well, you've still got six. And you have to give it to Patrick Mahomes, man. He had some <laughs> incredible and insane throws that actually made it to uh, his receivers, they just couldn't catch. Yeah, so. When my mother-in-law is commenting about him throwing the ball when he's almost on the ground 25 yards to a spot, uh, <laughs> you know it's pretty impressive. Shout yeah, out to my mother-in-law. Good job, MIL. Uh, so what was your favorite commercial? Because we all know the Super Bowl is, is half about the commercials anyway. There was two that I really liked. I think Undefeated is Will Ferrell and Take That Norway, <laughs> just because it's Will Ferrell. No, regardless of what he does, it's funny. Uh, yeah, because I was like, what is happening here? And, I love and, Will, but what? Yeah, yeah, you punch in the globe and ending up in Finland. It was fantastic. Or was he in Sweden and uh, the, the other two? He was in, in Sweden. The other two he were in Finland. In so, yeah, take that, Norway. That was a great commercial. The other one I really liked, and this is because I'm a fan of the show, was the Blake Shelton, Gwen Stefani commercial <laughs> with the, the breaking up and. Uh, and uh, oh, why did you, Adam Adam Levine from Adam Levine. Fine. What what they heard and what they what Kent went through and also they end up married. That was funny. That was funny to me because I like the voice <laughs> and I, I'm a fan of both Blake and Gwen. So I agree. I, I liked that one. I love I love Blake Shelton. I've grown to like uh, Gwen Stefani a little more through him. Ironically, I like the, the other Drake. Way around actually, I like I like really Gwen you like Gwen and, first. Yeah, I was a No Doubt fan. Okay, well, but Blake Shelton's hilarious. Oh, he's great. Guy's uh, so fu- if you're a fan of The Voice, he's so funny. He's fantastic, funny. yes. So I like I liked Drake from State Farm. I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of, those commercials, they're stupid, but I kind of like them anyway. The, the Drake, one thing I liked about that commercial is they brought back the, Rogers! Rogers! <laughs> that guy's always been my favorite. Yeah, he uh, Aaron and Aaron Rodgers is really funny. Has he hosted Jeopardy yet? No, but he got in trouble for letting that out before he's supposed to. Oh whoops! Well, so is that happen? Is it still happening? Yeah, no, it, he's taped the episodes. They'll be they'll air later. <laughs> Good job. Good job, A. Raj. No, I'm excited to see those. All right. Well, last week one was fun, but we're looking forward to a long one with President's Day on Monday, and Valentine's Day happens to be this weekend too. Ben, don't forget. When we come back, Ben and I will talk about which BYU duos we just happen to love and who deserves a spot on BYU's Mount Rushmore. This is Cougar Tailgate. tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. President's Day falls between George Washington and Abraham Lincoln's birthday every year on the third Monday. In America, we've immortalized some of our greatest presidents on a mountainside in South Dakota. So today, in honor of that holiday and three-day weekend that comes with it, we're going to make our own BYU Sports Mount Rushmore. Ben, you and I, let's go back and forth, okay? We can't overlap here, so this is going to be hard. 
I'm going to start and I'm going to say Lavelle Edwards. And I'm sorry if you had that on your list, but that is the most obvious one to me uh, that deserves his uh, face carved on the Y Mountain. What if they did that on the Y Mountain? That'd be awesome. Well, that's the thing. Have Have you ever been to Mount Rushmore? Lauren? I haven't. No, I've it, always wanted to go, though. It's really cool, but it's not as big as you think it's going to be. It, but but that's, that's not taking anything away. But it's really cool to just be able to see these founding fathers, they're, well, founding fathers and great Americans, immortalized in, in, in the side of a mountain. And I, mm-hmm. I, I was just thinking about that. What would that look like on White Mountain um, <laughs> or someplace in Provo? Probably more over towards Squaw Peak. It wouldn't be towards White Mountain because it's more rocky over there. You could do that over there. But but on the Lavelle Edwards thing, that's that's obvious. That's the George Washington. I mean, right? It, yes, it, you Lavelle is George. You can't talk BYU without having the founding father of BYU. Lavelle Edwards really truly put BYU on the map in football. And and, and the cool thing is, and I don't know how many people understand and realize this, he was an innovator in the game of college football. Like you mm-hmm. can't tell the history of college football without having a chapter on Lavelle Edwards and what he did at BYU and changing what offense looked like where it wasn't three yards. And, and someone please tell the Big Ten, t- Big Ten about this because they still think it is, that college football isn't three yards in a cloud of dust, that they invented this thing <laughs> called the forward pass. Mm-hmm. And it's really effective if you use it. And Lavelle was one of the first to embrace <laughs> that and not just embrace that, but but feature it. And it, it's kind of cool – in my career, in talking to other guys who I look at as legends of the game, Bobby Bowden, uh, Joe Paterno, Lou Holtz, and talking to these guys in my past, how reverential they speak of Lavelle Edwards. So mm-hmm. if you've got these guys who we look at as legends in the game, speaking of Lavelle as a legend and a peer, that tells you all you need to know about why Lavelle Edwards belongs on that mountain. And, and that's just his football Acumen. What's what's the best is, is you talk to his players and those that worked with him and under him, and I, I love him. Nobody's got a bad word to say about him because he was a really good man. What well, I got the opportunity to go on a little trip with him uh, a few years ago before he passed away, and we went to um, Oregon to the the Nike campus, and so we were going for a game, and he just happened to travel with the team. I actually believe it was maybe Broncos last season, but. Um, he was traveling with the team and we went to Nike campus and they ushered him in. Like he was one of the biggest celebrities there. Like it was like Michael Jordan coming into the Nike campus. <laughs> it was, it was pretty crazy to watch. It was awesome. And they came and showed him, they had a little, little plaque with his, uh, with his face and name up in there and showed him around. And, and it was really fun to be able to experience that because we kind of, I, I mean, I grew up close to Provo uh, just a few minutes North. So I grew up, hearing about Lavelle Edwards and my grandpa was the pediatrician to he and all his kids. And, and so to see really from kind of a a national perspective, how important he was to the game of football was really cool for me to see. And yet he was so down to earth. My favorite thing about Lavelle Edwards was anytime I called him or called his house uh, and and got his voicemail, his voicemail was very simple. And and I, and I love it to this day. You've reached Lavelle and Patty Edwards call back. Is like, like like there there was no you're, don't leave a message and we'll call you. You've reached us. We're not available. Please call back. <laughs> ben Ben, let's rewind here. You called Lavelle Edwards' phone. Like you called his house. Yes, frequently? yes, many times. 
I guess it always seems like you need to like go through somebody else to get to him. But when you're retired and you've been done with it forever, you go straight to the source. I like it. And he was, right, very, well, who, and he, was, is, he was always open to take a call to, which was nice. What a good guy. Yeah. He is a legend. So yes, he, he is the George Washington of Mount Rushmore. Who do you got? Who else you got? All right. My second one, and this is kind of a, uh, he's still active. He's so, so, so we're going to bear with me on this one. I think it's Tom Homo. Um, and, and, and and if you think about this and why I'm going there is not only did he play here at BYU and have great success here, uh, had great success in the pros, uh, multiple, multiple times Super Bowl champion with the 49ers, but look at what he's done as the athletic director uh, at Brigham University in, and this is why I'm going to make a really bad analogy here and I'm going to call him my Abraham Lincoln because he led BYU through independence. It's a really bad analogy. He was also Abraham Lincoln for Halloween, so. yes, and his Halloween, his Halloween costumes are are, are <laughs> but not next level. They are at level one thousand. Its own level. Yes, uh, but but I just look at what he's done in this new era of college sports and and kind of navigating BYU and not always taking the easy road, yet still finding success and going against the grain on some things and, and coming up coming up winning in a lot of them. Not always. I mean, he's not been successful in everything he's done, but that's part of the process. And it's not just the football and the basketball. We were just talking about it in the first segment. The success that Olympic sports are having under Tom Homo is amazing. And one thing that I like about Tom and and, and talking to some of the athletes and talking to uh, past and present is Tom knows all their names, and he cares individually about each one of these athletes, and he cheers as a fan, and, and, and he is a fan. He's an administrator, and he's a coach, and he's a former player. He checks all those boxes, and so I, I'll put Tom Homo up there. Wow, I think that's bold. He is he is a phenomenal man, and I think he's done incredible things with the program. For me, with Tom, it would, it would take a little more time for me to have him be one of the four on Mount Rushmore. If he's there, another – I don't know, decade or so, and, and everything is, continues the way it is, and football successful, basketball, and all the other sports, then heck yeah, I think he deserves a spot up there. But he is he really has done some unprecedented amazing things, especially this past football season. That was just incredible to watch. Uh, another one I have been is Danny Ainge. I think So when I think of Mount Rushmore, I think who has had the most impact on BYU's program and getting it out there, getting it out to the world. I think Danny Ainge, not only what he did in college for BYU, what he did in the NBA, and now as a general manager um, for the Celtics, he's just he's a great representative of BYU. I think he's a great guy and has done some phenomenal things. So that's why he's he's up there for me. I'm glad you went there. I'm glad you went to Danny Ainge because now I feel less guilty not putting him on mine. <laughs> uh, because Because I was debating between him and Jimmer. And Jimmer won because, number one, I might be old, but I'm not old enough to really remember and having the Danny Ainge run at BYU really just ingrained in what my psyche is and was. But Jimmer put BYU basketball on the map. I mean, to this point where still to this day, Jimmer scores 70 points or whatever over in China with with, with Beijing and it's on Sports Center because it's Jimmer Mania's back in China. But it's like, <laughs> who else? Like Steph, so Steph Marbury goes over to China and scores seventy. It's not a Sports Center story, but if Jimmer does right. it, yes, it is. 
And so it's still, he captured the hearts of American basketball fans. Even to this day, when Scott Van Pelt can bring him up on SportsCenter, he's going to. And you just, and he's, hey, when you, Danny Ainge, you got to see Danny Ainge. Jimmer, that's all you got to say. One word. That's all I'm saying. Jimmer is the equivalent of like Madonna in the college basketball world, you only have to say the first name. It's true. He he did himself a favor by going by Jimmer, first and foremost, because no one's going to forget that name. And and yes, it's incredible. I, I think he is so polarizing, which is why they like to bring him up on SportsCenter and, and social media still, because you'll get I, – I, sometimes I like to look through the comments and see what people are saying, and some people are like, why are you still talking about this guy, blah, blah, blah. But he – he brings people there, you know, like people like to hear about him, whether they like it or not. So Jimmer's a good one. I think he's a good one. Sticking uh, with the gyms, I'm going to go with uh, Jim McMahon as one of my guys on Mount Rushmore. Again, sticking with the theme of taking BYU's name nationally. And he did obviously awesome stuff with the Chicago Bears. <laughs> and he's also just an interesting figure. He's he's just such a unique guy. And I think I want to put him up there because he, he doesn't stay within the, the mold of everybody else. He's his own guy. Tons of people know him nationally. And I think he put BOU on a map, uh, especially when it comes to quarterbacks. And so he's one of my guys up there, Ben. So what you're saying is Jim McMahon colored outside the lines. <laughs> yes, I, I think it's accurate enough to say he did color outside the lines. And you know what, that, that's, <laughs> why, like, that's a nice uh, way of putting it. I, I'll, I'll just put it this way. Uh, Growing up, and some people may know this about me, but some I didn't grow up a BYU fan. Uh, I, I grew up, I grew Aggies. Up, yes, I, I wasn't going to say what I was when I grew up, Lauren. Now oh, sorry, sorry, me. sorry. Uh, but but <laughs> Jim, Jim McMahon has long been my favorite BYU quarterback. Sorry, Steve Young. Sorry, Ty Detmer. Because of his personality, because of who he was, because he just seemed like the sport was fun for him, regard every aspect of it, and that was fun. But that said, he's not on my Mount Rushmore. Sorry. All right. Well, well, who? that's all right. Who else you got? Because we can only have four. This is my fourth. This is my last pick because I had Lavelle, I had Tom, and I had Jimmer. And so I, the, the debate was ongoing, so I finally settled on this. My fourth face on Mount Rushmore <laughs> is, Can't wait for this. It, my gosh. is two-faced. It's Ty Detmer and Steve Young split in half. <laughs> no, Ben, you can't do that. I just ben. did. I have to. I can't. I can't. I cannot not leave, have both guys there. Okay, carve a fifth head. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm breaking the rules here. I'm making the rules here. I, I, I've got to have both up there because Ty Detmer, for, for what he did with the Heisman Trophy and, and that, but Steve Young is – and if you, you held my feet to the fire, I'd go Steve Young just for the uh, the ambassador he is for BYU um, past, right. present, and future. Um, loves the loves BYU, loves BYU football, loves to talk about BYU football. Um, it will fight, fight for the good and bad of BYU football. Steve, Steve's a great ambassador for 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 BYU, the university, and, and the team. But Ty Ty's done a lot for this university, and and while I, I think we all want, wished his his stint as the offense coordinator would have ended on a higher note, it didn't. But you still can't take away what he's done for BYU. So 
Like I said, either you're giving me four and I got to split two-faced <laughs> that last one, or you got to give me a fifth one. I'll give one. you five. Okay. I'll done. give you five, because I think those two deserve their, their own face. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. They definitely Thank do. Thank you. Todd Nightmare. Does Jerem still try to impersonate Ty? He had to do a whole segment today as Ty Detmer because he lost uh, no, prop he did picks it. this week. No, he didn't. 100%? Yep. We got a will of oh, accountability, man, I... and he had to spin it today, and that was part of it. <laughs> I got to go back and watch that. Uh, it, it really is very, very good. If none of you have heard Jerem Jordan impersonate Ty Detmer, you, you need to look that up. It's, it's a good thing. All right, my last one is, could be controversial. I don't know. Andy Reid, Ben. Andy Reid. First of all, his face would look really good up <laughs> <laughs> carved out of some stone, that mustache. And uh, I just love that guy. I think he's so awesome. A Super Bowl winning coach. Uh, he's he's done some amazing things. Especially, I, I think the Chiefs are going to continue to have success. I think they'll win a, another Super Bowl or two. And that's when he'll deserve to be up there. But he also is a great ambassador for BYU. I remember when they won the Super Bowl last year and he was talking to Steve Young ironically enough. And he, he said, yeah, how about our BYU guys or something like that? Just mentions BYU in his, in his post-game interview after winning the Super Bowl. And I'm like, uh-huh. I love that guy. When it comes to BYU, he, he's, he's doing great things and uh, he'll be up there for me. I want to, I want to not like Andy Reid because he's a Chiefs coach and I, and as a Raider fan, I have an issue with the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a personal problem, <laughs> Lauren. Uh, but he, 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 came, <laughs> is. he came here to BYU broadcasting one day, two years ago. Um, walked in our control room as we're doing BYU Sports Nation. I was sitting by the door, and he walked in. I go, Coach, how are you? And he goes, great. And I go, I'm Ben Bagley, the producer of the program, and I am a huge Raiders fan. <laughs> and and with, without missing a beat, Coach Reed looks at me and goes, me too. <laughs> what, I, 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 he got me. I couldn't That's say anything. Awesome. He wins. He wins. <laughs> Oh, what a stud. Ben, that does not surprise me that you did that. But I actually love it. You are who you are. And that's so cool that that was his response. Yeah, Andy Reid, man, you can't help but love him. I feel like everyone everyone loves that guy. Um, okay, so because it's Valentine's Day coming up, we wanted to remember some of our favorite BYU duos over the past years, like a few of these. Ben, and you tell me which one is your favorite. Beck and Harleen, Kyle Van Noy and Ziggy, Jimmer and Jackson Emery, and then you got Cosmo and social media. I think uh, of of that group, Cosmo and social media is my favorite, just because <laughs> it, it, it's just entertaining. Cosmo is great; he owns social media. There's no one even close. So, kudos to Cosmo and, and social media. But I'm going to go off the board on you for two. I got two for, two okay. bonus ones for you, Lauren. Let's uh, hear it. Danny Ainge and Fred Roberts. Okay. Back, back their run into, into the NCAA tournament. Two guys that had long NBA careers at the time. Danny Ainge, twenty-four, almost twenty-five points a game, and Fred Roberts, eighteen, almost nineteen points a game. They were a great duo, and they kind of helped each other and the Cougars make that run. So there's, there's my, there's my serious one, and now for I my like not it. so serious one. Spencer Linton okay. and Jerem Jordan. What oh, a, what, oh, what a come great on, couple they are. They are. They are so cute. You know, they, they are just like a regular married couple, Ben, and you would know this better than anybody. But, yeah, and I get to play the know, marriage they, counselor. They bicker like one. They, <laughs> <laughs> you really are. You are their daily marriage counselor, and yet they, they are some of the best of friends. So I like that one. I, I can go. I can get behind that. Jerem and Spencer, my goodness. 
All right, well, that does it for the Cougar Tailgate. Thanks again, Ben. It was a fun holiday kind of show. You can join the Cougar Tailgate virtually, of course, every Saturday at noon Mountain Time or download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYURadio.org. There's plenty of BYU sports to watch. Don't miss men's volleyball tonight on BYU TV. And, of course, basketball is back in action this coming week. This is Cougar Tailgate. Yeah.